to this episode of Community Matters Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of the Keystone Chapter Community Associations Institute. Electronic voting is a trending topic for community associations especially since many communities utilized electronic voting in some way during the pandemic. But there are many questions and issues involved in converting to electronic voting. We'll be exploring these issues in today's episode of Community Matters Podcast. My guest for this episode is Kathy Slate with Vote HOA Now, an electronic voting service for community associations. Before we get to our topic today, here's a brief word from our sponsor, Hoffman HOA Law. I'm Ed Hoffman with Hoffman Law LLC. Hoffman Law LLC is a recognized leader in community association law. We're known for our responsiveness, legal acumen, leadership in the association industry, and our unwavering focus and commitment to education. You can learn more about us at our website, hoffmanhoalaw.com. Hoffman Law LLC is proud to sponsor this episode of the Community Matters podcast. Kathy, welcome to Community Matters, and please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your company. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me, and welcome, everyone. Uh, I never dreamed that I would be a voting expert when I was a little girl. You know, I always wanted to be a princess, but here I am. Um, I consider myself the nation's leading expert in online voting, and the reason is my uh, 12 years of community management experience, and one of the things we always struggled with, of course, was reaching quorum for our meetings back in the olden days when we were doing everything by paper, and I always thought that there was a better way. Um, I was approached by by, uh, the owner of Vote HOA now, asked me to come to work for him, and uh, I supported, you know, of course, online voting 100% and have, you know, come to learn that this really is a great way for communities to achieve quorum, uh, increase participation and be able to run those important uh, meetings that they have and votes that they run all year long. That's great, especially uh, to hear about your, your previous experience as a manager that does inform right on on a lot of these issues yes yeah the background and and the knowledge really does help and and we do a lot of consulting too for free <laughs> good to know so when we're talking about voting systems um, we often hear the term third party what what does third party really mean a neutral third party to set up, run, and manage any membership vote, removing managers, board members, and committee members from these tasks and risk. And when I say risk, I mean owners thinking that the board, managers, or committee members had a hand in counting ballots, collecting proxies, uh, you know, sometimes for their own benefit. And, you know, these are things that no board wants to hear at a board meeting is that, you know, their membership does not trust the count of an election or an important vote. So having that, you know, neutral third party can really take care of uh, any of those kinds of comments. And that perception is important, isn't it? I mean, you could have a perfectly legitimate vote and someone could think 
something was not uh, done properly. And that perception could really um, have a really strong negative impact on the community. So perception is really important, isn't it? It is, yes. And, you know, it only takes one person to spread, you know, a rumor or, you know, have a feeling like that, that kind of could bleed over onto the other homeowners and they may not have even had that thought before. Yes. But, you know, in that situation, the board would just say, hey, you know, we had a third party neutral company run our vote for us. If there's any questions, you know, we would send a request to them to do a second audit on the vote to make sure that it doesn't seem anything, you know, suspicious there uh, and confirm that the vote was ran, you know, according to um, the documents and, and you know, that what we had expected. You know that each lot or unit had one vote and that was it so vote hoa now i assume you you only do this for community associations correct we do yes we are um that we specifically serve this industry and only run votes you know elections amendments issue votes item votes for associations so for a community that's looking to convert to electronic voting, why is it important that they choose an industry specialist, a community association specialist for this particular service? Right. Well, you know, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. Um, you know, when you are looking for a vendor, uh, you want to, you know, feel comfortable that they know what your state statutes say and the requirements of that state statute. Uh, you want to be able to talk to them about your documents and what your document requirements are. Uh, it's nice when they understand or have been to an election or a membership vote, an amendment vote. You know, they have some knowledge of exactly what you're going through. Um, and, you know, we uh, as a company keep up on all of the state statute changes, you know, everything that's going on. Uh, you know, we're learning from those mistakes uh, that people are making out there um, so that we make sure that we're helping our clients, you know, run a good, clean election or vote. Tell me about the different service level choices that a community has. Yes, we talk about this all the time. This is the million dollar question. What service level, um, you know, do you select? So we've got the full service setup and management. That's what we do. Uh, again, you know, removing all parties, the board members, the managers, the committee members from uh, being involved in any of touching any of those ballots or counting. Uh, everything is done by the third party. Um, most of the time, you'll have the ability to look and see where you're at with quorum, how many people are voting. You know, those are the kind of exciting things you want to report on during the middle of a vote. Uh, the next level is self-service. You know, it comes with a little bit more risk. That means that you've purchased a program that you have to uh, participate. You have to enter in all your owners. You have to enter in all the vote data. Everything uh, is either entered by a board member, a manager, or a committee member. So there we are with someone with their hands in the middle of it, you know, again. And, you know, these people are not experts yet setting up a vote. So, you know, we're not sure if they're weighting properties correctly, if everybody's getting the vote that they're, you know, allowed to have. 
have, uh, you know, with so many people in the pod, it can really get mixed up. And so there is some risk with, you know, a self-service level. And then, you know, aside from that, uh, the even the more higher risk option is the management company software. You know, a lot of management companies are adding on this voting, uh, you know, addition to their community, to their management company software. And that means that, you know, maybe an admin or a manager is now setting up their vote there in the office. Uh, we all know that managers are running around, you know, half the time with their heads spinning. And, you know, how can they become a voting expert in that moment? How can every vote be set up exactly the same way? You know, we believe that there should be a structure to this and that they should be set up the same way. And so, you know, even though that property management software add-on sounds like a great idea. It really is the highest risk model when you get to setting up an election or an amendment vote. So what exactly does it mean when you say there'll be no more paper proxies or ballots? Right. Yeah. We love saying this all the time. No more proxies. Uh, you know, the owners are taking responsibility of their vote. Um, you know, themselves, they're completing their online ballot, they're sending it in. Uh, it just means that, you know, be committed to this transition from paper to electronic, make the most of it that you can make, use every option, use every feature available. Uh, it will cut down. What you do is give your community choices. The electronic ballot, if they don't have access to a device, they may ask for a paper ballot or a proxy. You know, those are still perfectly acceptable ways of voting. Uh, but, you know, in most cases, everyone will choose the electronic ballot owners taking responsibility for their own vote and submitting it. So we say no more proxies. They were designed to reach quorum. Uh, we're kind of past that you know, era right now where we have other options available to us to reach quorum and, and those are really no longer needed. And, the board, and it cuts down on those uh, community members coming in with proxies being able to vote, you know, for their own benefit for all of those lots that they represent. And that's becoming the thing of the past. And in-person meetings are becoming the thing of the past anyway. And uh, no one wants to see a hundred proxies coming through the door in someone's hand anymore. I'm curious, have you seen a market increase in the percentage of owners participating in community association elections when they move to an electronic system? Yes, I'm so glad you asked me that question. Um, yes, uh, even for us, you know, we track everything, of course, and we will say we're over 90% successful at reaching quorum for you before your meeting. You know, that in the olden days when we were doing paper and proxies, uh, we'd be lucky to reach quorum for the first meeting if you were in a community of over 500 homes. It almost became impossible to do it without a second or a third, you know, reconvene of that annual meeting. Uh, so we're we're seeing it happen right away. In fact, you know, our favorite email to send in the first week after the vote starts is that you've met quorum and you're able to have your meeting. So, you know, it's a huge, uh, you know, everyone having one meeting instead of three meetings really saves a lot of time for managers and we get them home with their families more often than we did before. Let's talk about uh, authority. Some association documents might not have clear language authorizing electronic voting. Can, a, can an association still use electronic voting system 
if the documents are not clear? Yes. So what they would do is, of course, we would look to the state statutes to see if we can find any authority there. And it's funny, just over 30 states across the nation have a clear e-voting law. The rest are kind of left to the Wild West to, you know, determine what they're going to do on their own. And we always say you're the luckiest state there is because you don't have any regulations or requirements. Uh, what you should do then is look for a resolution, create a resolution that is actually going to outline the steps that you take uh, when you are voting electronically in an election or in a document vote or a membership vote or create a set of rules that you might follow during that election. You may already have a set of rules. We're just going to change them a little bit to incorporate the electronic feature and don't be afraid to change them, you know, start your rules, start your resolution. If you want to change or, you know, enhance or add something for the next vote, you know, these documents are designed to change and grow with each community. So if you don't have a state statute that says you can vote electronically, there are other ways that you can add this into your community and make sure that everyone's following the same process. So Pennsylvania has not had a state statute, but we have a bill that was recently signed into law by the governor, and that takes effect May 2023. So we expect some uh, questions about this in the coming months, and uh, we may be referring them to you, Kathy. Yeah, yeah, we're ready. We we have already got to review the Pennsylvania state statute much better than New Jersey, your uh, neighbors who have the secret ballot requirement, the opt in, you know, a lot of layers of authority there to follow. Uh, it's so funny to see two states so different from each other. Yeah, that's that's not unusual for these two states. Um, there's a term called owner date of record that a lot of listeners may not be familiar with. What does it mean and why is it important? Right. Yes. Uh, we, we always say, you know, um, managers, board members think that you need to add in a new person when they move into the neighborhood so they can vote in this election. Uh, oftentimes, this owner date of record is overlooked. Most of the time, you can find it in your Nonprofit Corporation Act. And simply, it just gives you the parameters for who can vote in a, in a community vote. So it might typically say that anyone who's been an owner for 30 days before the vote starts can vote in this election or in this amendment vote. And that, you know, within that 30 days of some, uh, you know, lot were to change ownership, uh, then they would not be eligible to vote until the next election or the next amendment vote. Uh, so, you know, it really um, is an important thing to consider. A lot of documents will have it, uh, but most of the time we'll assist our clients in finding it in their Nonprofit Corporation Act. And that's another one of the things that we track, you know, can we make ownership changes during the middle of a vote? And most often it is no. Kathy, uh, as a former manager, you know, sometimes it's difficult for community associations to recruit volunteers to run for board positions. So what happens if there's an election with no candidates? Yes, uh, well, that's sad. We're sorry. 
<laughs> but it does happen. And, you know, in most cases, we still have to run a quorum only vote because we want to be able to reach quorum so that they can get into that meeting and maybe ask for nominations from the floor or encourage owners to participate. Uh, and oftentimes we will just run a vote with, let's say there's three positions open, we might have three write-in spaces hoping that someone, you know, will nominate themselves before we get to that meeting. So there still is a place for online voting. In most cases, you still have to achieve quorum and electronic voting is certainly going to help you achieve quorum so that when you get to that meeting, you can make other decisions or encourage other community members to step up and serve on the board. So again, as a former manager, Kathy, you've gone through document amendment votes and they can sometimes take months or even a year. How does electronic voting help that situation? Right, yes. I remember as a manager, there was an amendment vote for one of my communities that went on for almost two years. And we still did not achieve the right amount of quorum uh, to even say yes or no on that. And, you know, all, you know, there during that time, we were maybe able to mail out four mailings, reminding people that we had you know, this important vote and we asked them to participate. Well, electronic has changed that whole environment where the only reason we are so successful is because we're able to send that email invitation or that reminder every two to three days. Uh, we are closing those amendment votes in sometimes three months, but you know, oftentimes, you know, six months. So we can close those in half the time that we were closing them as managers before. And the whole reason is because we're able to communicate, 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 and no community can mail that many mailings without going broke, you know, it's just, uh, or, or door knocking or going around and all the painful processes that we used to go to, to try and achieve, you know, quorum for those votes. It does seem to be a game changer. In many yes, ways. it really is, Tony, for sure. So let's talk about the results of an election or a vote. Who can see the results? Yes. So, well, before the vote ends, no one should be able to see the results. The only information that you should have available to you as a board member, a manager, or a committee member is where you're at with quorum. Uh, this will uh, take away all the risk, all the liability, you know, all of the things that you should not know, um, only that you've achieved quorum and you can have the meeting. Uh, we have a lot, you know, these self-service models and the management company add-on election features allow you to see those results before the vote is over. You could accidentally say, oh, well, you know, don't bother. So-and-so's already ahead or give away, you know, important information, which could lead your community members to think that you know exactly what's going on during the vote. So uh, just think about this, you know, um, the results should be provided once the vote has closed. And that that single point of contact, that trusted person that you've selected to manage that vote and be the single point of contact should be the one who receives those results and announces them at the meeting. It should be a fully transparent report where you can see uh, the amount of votes that each candidate you know, received in the order of the most to the least and uh, clearly identifying who's going to be on your board for the next year. 
So uh, clearly there's a lot of advantages for a community association to move to electronic voting. What's the bottom line? Why, why should a community ultimately make this, this decision? Right. Well, yes, we're proving it over and over that we are engaging more of our community members. Our owners are finding ways to participate, rather it's a virtual meeting, it's an electronic ballot. Uh, people are paying attention and we're, we're seeing it all across the United States where we are increasing, you know, that participation level in all of the owners. Uh, 10 years ago, no one even knew what an association was. It's a funny thing. I used to say, oh, I work for a community association management company. And everybody would say, well, what's an HOA? What's an association? And now that is not the case. The awareness is higher. And, you know, it is just the wave of the future. If we're engaging people electronically and virtually now, uh, and, you know, there are so many fun features that you can use. Uh, photos of the candidates, uh, one to five minute videos of the candidates. If the board has an important issue that they want to bring to the community, they want to be able to explain personally what steps they went through, all of the vendors, all of the bidding, all of the thought process. I mean, it really gives them the ability to explain how hard they worked on a project and why they're bringing this vote to the community. So all of these electronic virtual ways that we're communicating are providing more information to our owners than we ever have. People are enjoying it and it's only going to continue to get better. Well, clearly lots of advantages, a lot of reasons why communities should do this. It's certainly, as you said, the way the wave of the future. So thank you, Kathy, for joining me today for this episode of Community Matters Podcast. A lot of great information you provided to our listeners. Thank you for that. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And thanks once more to the sponsor of Community Matters podcast, Hoffman HOA Law. You can find them on the web at hoffmanhoalaw.com. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.caikeystone.org. Thanks for listening.